0: Jake
1: Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most, brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list.
2: Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30 for 30% off. Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast, brought to you by Tacticam. This podcast series aims to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters, brushing up on essential skills, or maybe just adding a few new tactics to the toolkit. We cover a variety of topics that will help you be more confident and successful in the field while hunting deer. We've been in a series here these last couple of weeks talking about gear that can make you a more confident hunter and increase your odds of success. Today, I'm flying solo to cover all things tree stands. Ladder stands, climbers, hang-ons, you name it, I've tried them all. There's probably no other piece of gear that I have nerded out over more than tree stands during my hunting career. I went through a phase when I was in college where I was literally buying every single tree stand that I could afford. Ladder stands, climbers, hang-ons, you name it, I've tried them all. In fact, when my wife and I first married, we moved into an apartment, and I, instead of, uh, I, uh, in fact, when my wife and I first married, We moved into an apartment, and I insisted that we have a two-bedroom. Why? Because I needed space to store all of my tree stands. I was obsessed, to say the least. And to be honest, I found myself usually really disappointed with the stands that I was buying. Some were too loud. Some were too heavy. Most were horribly uncomfortable and some were like basically little death traps just waiting to sort of drop from beneath me and uh, like a dunking booth and leave me a little worse for wear down at the bottom of a tree. But uh, my hunting style has also changed a lot over the years with uh, tons of, st- of time spent in like the piney woods of deep south or the creek bottoms of the deep south, uh, swamps and flooded timber of Louisiana, uh, pine plantations of Alabama, hardwood ridges and sort of strange crooked tree-covered marsh ground here in southern Wisconsin, uh, lots of places in between as well. And I've hunted large leased tracts of land, small private properties, huge chunks of public, and even tiny public parcels right around uh, where I live, where uh, you'd be hard-pressed to know if they even exist. And with all of that, my preferred tree stand options have changed over the years. I've learned a few things along the way as well, including the fact that the perfect tree stand simply does not exist. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, "Hey," I'm going to get the perfect tree stand for me after listening to this podcast. That's probably not going to happen, but hopefully I'm going to give you some fuel, maybe some ammunition to be able to uh, think through your purchase in uh, the most effective way. There are trade-offs with every kind of tree stand that you could possibly buy, and the stand that's right for you is going to depend as much on your style of hunting as it is on the ground that you hunt. So today I'm going to talk about all the pros and cons of different tree stand options and what might make one better or worse for you. As we get started here, I want to take a moment to thank our partners over at Tacticam. These guys are absolutely killing it when it comes to their cameras and camera accessories. It's time to get trail cameras back out so we can watch the antler development over the next couple of months, and Tacticam is running a sale right now. You can get two of their Tacticam Reveal X cameras for 199 bucks. That's two high-quality cell cameras for under $200, and that's a A screaming hot deal on these cameras. So head over to their website, www.tacticam.com, and check them out. While you're there, also take a look at the Tacticam 5.0 and 5.0 wide cameras. They are fantastic. They've also got the uh, Reveal Gen 2 coming out. So you might want to check that out, the Reveal X Gen 2. Uh, That's dropping on June 1st, which is, I think, the day before this podcast is going to launch. So, yeah, head over to their website, check them out. Big thanks to them for making this show possible. Now, let's talk tree stands. If you've never bought a tree stand before or you're just getting into hunting, you'll soon find that everyone has their favorites and that every company on the market claims they have the lightest or the fastest or the quietest or the most comfortable tree stand out there, whatever it is. And while it's good to hear what other people have to say, uh, and marketing certainly has its place, it's mostly BS. And that's because so much with the tree stand Uh, or with a tree stand, is an individual subjective preference kind of decision. Like, don't let yourself get sucked in thinking that you've got to buy X stand because hunting personality Y says you need to have it. Like, sure, look into it. Heck, even even try one out. But don't buy, based on someone else's opinion, not even mine. They're like shoes, right? Like, you've got to find the right fit for you. So, my question that I want to sort of dive into a little bit is what makes something the right fit? What makes a tree stand the right fit what makes a tree stand right for you there are a few things to take into account before we cover the different kinds of tree stands available to you um the first is your physical ability like are you able to lug a 23 pound stand all the way into your favorite honey hole Uh, If you're able, do you really want to do that? Do you have back issues that make sitting on a 13 by 8 inch metal rectangle difficult for you? Are you sure-footed enough to use climbing sticks or a fixed ladder in slick and possibly even icy conditions? All stands have pros and cons and make different demands on the body. You've got to start your search for the right stand by taking a good long look in the mirror and assess what it is that you are working with physically so that you can decide what kind of stand might work for you. The second thing I think you need to consider is your hunting style. Um, are you a guy that likes to sit field edges? If so, you don't need some ultra light, high-dollar, carbon-fiber tree stand with titanium climbing sticks. Do you pride yourself on sneaking into a buck's bedding area and setting up B-style to shoot him when he stands up in his bed? If so, a double ladder stand probably is not going to be right for you. Uh, do you like to be able to have a snack and a Coke while you sit and read a book and play Tetris on your phone while you're... Uh, hope for deer to walk by. If so, uh, that little hang on with a matchbox size seat is not going to work for you. And if you're like most of us, you're probably somewhere in the middle of all of these things. Well, if that's you, then you've got lots of options and we'll get into some of those here in just a minute. But for now, stop and think, what kind of hunting do you really, really enjoy? Like, what do you like to do? Not, not what do you do? Not what do you feel like you need to do because of what you see someone doing on YouTube, what do you like to do? Do you like to set up on field edges? Do you like to set up back in the timber? Do you like to walk a long ways in? Do you like to sneak into a bedding area? What do you like to do? That's really going to have a major influence on what kind of stand is right for you. The third thing to consider, I think, is the property that you hunt. Like, If you primarily hunt the same stand on 10 acres right behind your house with a 150-yard walk from your back door, uh, if that's your thing... A ladder stand really might be your new best friend if if you're out there grinding it out on public ground, uh, facing tough terrain, often not knowing what tree you're going to set up in or climb. If so, versatility in your stand of choice is of absolute highest importance, as you have to be ready for pretty much whatever the woods gives you whenever you get into the spot where you're heading. Uh, does your property allow you to leave stands overnight, or do you have to pack everything out? If you're a guy that hunts public, especially right around me here in Wisconsin. You got to pack your stand out every single day. You don't want to be hauling in something that's super, super heavy. You need something that's kind of light if you're going to be packing it in and out. Something that's light, something that's easy to set up and tear down. Can you be reasonably certain that no one's going to steal your stuff if you do leave it? What's your access like? Can you drive a pickup to, to the spot where you're going to be hunting this year and uh, drop your stand off and hang it and leave it there for the rest of the season? Or will you be stuck lugging something out on your back? All of this is important when it comes to what kind of stand you're going to get. And then the final thing I want to talk about is those who hunt with you. If you're taking your wife out for a snowy hunt in December, I don't recommend getting her set up in a rickety old ladder stand that moves three feet side to side whenever the wind blows. Uh, I won't tell you how I came up with that illustration, but uh, yeah, guys, just don't do that. Uh, If you're hunting with kids or... Uh, maybe you're taking out your your children or something like that. A nice double ladder stand. I'm going to tell you, it, it's absolutely the trick. It's perfect. You get up there with them. They're super safe, super sturdy, super comfortable. Eh, maybe not super comfortable, but they're pretty safe and sturdy. Um, if you're hunting with buddies on a southern pine plantation lease, uh, climbers that you leave out at the base of a tree means no one's packing anything in and out. You can get high enough to reach the cover up in the pines or you can get well above a deer's line of sight and those climbers can be fantastic. If you're a a solo kind of guy and you're pretty much out there by yourself, then something like a Novix tree stand, hang on that's super light and lets you go as far as you want, man, something like that might be right for you. I hope you've noticed though, that as we've talked about these things, uh, none of these things that I've suggested you consider include what stand company endorses your favorite hunting show. Uh, I have a few favorite brands and I kind of just alluded to one here just a second ago. Um, but before I get into others, maybe let's run down some big stand type options. I've, I've mentioned them a little bit, but I want to make sure that I'm being clear on all of it. Essentially, there are three kinds of stands out there. You've got your ladder stands, which are basically just a ladder attached to a platform with a seat, uh, a place to rest your feet on and a place to sit on. Um, you've got hang-on stands that you'll have to use sticks or some some other kind of climbing method to access. And then you'll also have climbing stands, which allow you to climb the tree uh, and just turn around and sit down, and boom, you're ready to go. they are a climbing system, seat, foot platform, all in one. And each stand type, I think, honestly, has a place, and each one certainly has its drawbacks. Take the ladder stand, for instance. Uh, Pros for a ladder stand often include comfort, although some of them aren't very comfortable. Uh, they can be really secure once you've got them all set, and it's uh, really easy to set up a lifeline so that you're attached from the ground all the way up to hunting height. Another pro is that they're, they're fixed. There are mo- no moving parts. There's no climbing trees. There's no setting up. All you have to do is walk to your stand, climb up the ladder, and you're ready to hunt. Nothing to set up, nothing to mess around with, no metal to cling together in the dark, Nothing to carry in and out of the woods. They're fantastic, but with all of those conveniences come some pretty serious drawbacks. And maybe they're not drawbacks at all for you. And if they're not, then hey, a ladder stand might be just the right thing for you. The first drawback is it need they need a pretty sizable tree. Um, for those of you hunting big timber, big woods kinds of settings, this may not be uh, too big of a deal. But for where I'm at here in southern Wisconsin. I'm trying to get in tight to some edges here along some marsh marsh marshland and finding a tree that's big enough around and straight enough to put a ladder stand in can be really, really challenging. Now you can find them, but oftentimes it means you're just not going to be in the game. You're not going to see the action that you're hoping to see. The second drawback is that a ladder stand is pretty much fixed. Now we've all been there where we see some deer movement off in the distance and we think, ah, right over there is really where I need to be. Well, if you're in a ladder stand, it's a lot harder to tear that thing down at lunchtime and move it over for the afternoon hunt. Um, so they're, they're pretty much fixed. It's, it's, it's pretty much a two-man operation to try to get a ladder stand uh, set up. Next, they're really tough to stay concealed. Um, now, you can get them in pretty good cover, but deer seem to start to pick up on them. I was in a couple of clubs in Alabama, and one in particular a lot of guys used ladder stands on. And these deer at this particular club were hunted hard, uh, Southern Alabama. So they were hunt deer were hunted hard day and night, uh, illegally at night, might I add, but they were hunted hard. And, uh, the deer had, I mean, from the very beginning of the season would start to come out and they would look straight into these stands and it got to the point where we had to wrap burlap around the stands just to hide the fact that we were in them most of the time, because these deer just would pick out a ladder stand pretty, pretty quickly. And so when you have a fixed position stand, you have a big old ladder stand that's sticking out. It's pretty hard to to stay concealed and the deer can pick up on it pretty easily. And not only can the deer pick up on it easily, but it's really obvious to other hunters as well. And that means that if you're out hunting on public land or if you're out hunting in a club or a lease that has other guys on it, they're very likely to see and hunt your stand Uh, If they have worse intentions, they're very likely to steal or vandalize your stand. I've had both of those things happen to me on public land and actually on a piece of private that we hunted. Um, So, yeah, that's obviously a huge drawback. Very obvious to deer. Very obvious to people as well. And then the final thing, I think, is that they lead to burnout of a spot really easily. And this isn't so much the fault of the stand, but it's because you're always hunting the same exact tree right? Like if you're looking over a trail from a ladder stand and a deer busts you because they see you there, you're probably not going to tear that stand down and move it 40 yards down the trail or put it up on the other side of the trail so that you can hunt it from a different wind direction, right? It's probably going to stay there because it's a lot of work to go in and move one of those stands. But then you go back and that doe walks down the trail again and she's going to check She's going to look at where she saw you before or look in the direction where she smelled you from before. Next thing you know, every deer in the area is acting weird around that ladder stand because you got busted one time by one deer. Again, that's not the fault of the ladder stand. That's the fault of us as hunters. We're just not going to put in the work to move that stand mid-season, especially as you're, you know, uh, trying to cram in as many hunting hours as you possibly can. So that's ladder stands kind of in a nutshell. The next thing I want to talk about is hang on stands. There are lots of pros for hang on stands. Number one, they are lightweight. I don't know about you. I hate carrying stuff into the woods. The lighter stand can be the further I can go. The lighter a stand can be the better I feel about while I'm out there. Uh, The better I feel walking in and out. The more enjoyable of a hunt that I have. So uh, these hang on stands, lots of them are really, really lightweight. And that makes them a great option. Some of them are really, really comfortable. Like Millennium Tree Stands. I told you I'd mention some names here. Uh, Millennium Tree Stands have the most comfortable seat of any tree stand that I have ever, ever sat in. They're fantastic. But, they're also not the lightest on the market when it comes to hang-on stands. It seems that when it comes to hang-on stands, comfort and weight are related to each other. As the comfort goes up, the weight goes up. As the weight goes down, the comfort seems to come down. Now this doesn't have to be true. Novix makes a really great hang on stand. Um, the lone wolf custom gear guys, I've heard that they make a really good stand. Lots of good reviews coming out about the beast stand. Now those are all really high dollar stands, but, um, yeah, so you can get some lightweight stands that are decently comfortable, but none of those stands are quite going to stack up to a millennium seat. And, uh, yeah, but the millenniums, again, they're not the lightest thing out there. So if lightweight is important to you, uh, hang on stand might be a good option. But at the same time, you got to be careful about what kind you're looking for, and you got to find that right balance for you as far as comfort and weight. Next, hang on stands are super easy to conceal. You can put them uh, in the middle of a three, you know, three different tree chunks and be totally hidden. Or you can get right up into that first layer of branches if you want to, uh, at hunting height, and be super easily concealed. They do not stick out at all. They help you keep a super low profile. Next, and this is one of my uh, personal favorites coming from hunting uh, with a lot of climbers and ladder stands in the past, hang-on stands will help you get into a huge variety of trees, even trees that are really small, so too small for a ladder stand, or even really limby ones, so trees that have too many limbs for you to use a climber on, a hang-on stand, you're going to be able to do that. Even if you have to trim a couple things out just to get the stand itself up against the tree, you can get a hang-on stand in pretty much anything out there unless it's got too much of a lean. And then finally, another pro of the hang-on stand, some go in and out with you. So uh, there are uh, some stands, especially some of the old steel hang-on stands that you probably don't want to carry in and out every single time, but a lot of them out there today on the market, they're light enough, they're quiet enough, they're easy enough to set up, that they go in and out with you. And what that means is that nobody else is going to really know where you're hunting, nobody else is going to steal your stand, and nobody else is going to be hunting from your stand as well. So they go in and out, Huge, huge pro. The cons. uh, Number one, they're easily stolen if left out. A ladder stand, people are going to have to work for it. And I remember having a stand stolen once. I think I paid $150 for this ladder stand. And I get back in there and the stand is gone. Somebody's stolen it. And my first thought was, well, they deserved it. Like if they walked that mile back in here, grabbed that ladder stand, cut all the cables that I had on it, took it all down and got all the pieces out of here, well, they deserved it. A... Hang-on stand, however, is very, very easily stolen. Even if you lock it up, snap a cable, move on, and uh, the stand can be stolen really easily if you leave it. Next, con. They are very, in my opinion, rarely comfortable. Uh, like I said, there are some out there that aren't bad, but at the same time, I never found myself sitting in a hang-on stand and thinking, oh, this is great. Boy, I could sit here all day. This is like my recliner at home, you know. I could just, boy, I could just sit here and take a nap and just, man, just sit in comfort all day. Um, yeah, I've never thought that about a hang on stand. Next, they can be really, really expensive if you want a good one. Just go look at some of the Lone Wolf Custom Gear stuff, the Beast Gear stuff. There's an actually, there's actually a carbon fiber tree stand, uh, either coming out or out already, and I think the price tag on that thing is somewhere around a thousand or twelve hundred bucks. So. You want to shoot for a super high-end stand, they are out there, especially when it comes to lock-ons, and they are not cheap. Also, they can be pretty noisy if you're not careful. Like, if you're carrying it in and out, and you're not careful with your straps, you're not careful with different parts, they can actually make a little bit of noise. Uh, That's why a lot of guys go out of their way to make sure that they're silencing their stands, and maybe we'll do a whole episode on what it looks like to silence the stand, but that might be hard to do on a podcast. might be better off in a video format, something like that. But anyway... These hang-on stands can be super noisy if you're not careful. Also, you're going to need some kind of climbing system. Like, it's great to have a good stand, but you got to figure out some way to get yourself up and down a tree. I, myself, really like using sticks. Maybe use three of them. There's also a one-stick method, which if you don't know what that is, go Google it. Um, And it helps to get you up the tree pretty easily. But, uh, yeah, so think about that when it comes to uh, carrying in a lock-on stand. You're not just going to carry the stand. You've got to have some kind of method to get up the tree as well. Hey, just wanna take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the How to Hunt Deer podcast is brought to you by Tacticam. As many of you know, I've really gotten into filming my hunts over the last couple of years, and this is especially true of my turkey hunts. This spring, I'm going to be running the Tacticam 5.0 and 5.0 wide cameras. I plan to have the 5.0 mounted on my bow stabilizer with the 5.0 wide looking back at my blind to get great footage from multiple angles. The 5.0 and 5.0 Y both deliver 4K 30 frame per second resolution, all in a weatherproof package. And to make it even better, they offer tons of mounts and accessories made specifically with hunters and anglers in mind. If you're looking to capture your hunting memories to share with your friends and loved ones, check out the 5.0 and 5.0 Y today at www.tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. And which that now brings us to climbers. Now climbers have a lot of great things going for them. Number one, they are your all in one system. They are your platform. They are your seat. They are your climbing system all in one package. You don't have to call in anything separate. Uh, the second is you can get super high with these. And so you can get super hidden. You can climb tall straight pine trees all the way up to the cover and it, it can hide you really, really well. They can be really, really effective especially if you turn them around and get kind of on the backside of the tree from where you expect the deer to be coming from. They make a really, really nice hide. Next, these things are typically made for packability. They'll have uh, really nice backpack straps sometimes. They fold down. They can get real compact these days, and uh, they're made for the guy that's going out and going to be walking a long way with this pack or with this stand on his back. And I got to be honest, they can be some of the most comfortable stands on the market. I will not hesitate to say that again. Climbers can be some of the most uh, some of the most comfortable stands on the market to this day. When I'm hunting down south, if I know I'm going to be hunting for a long morning hunt uh, in January, let's say I'm hunting the rut, uh, and I know I'm going to be out there from 5:30 until noon, one o'clock, something like that. I love taking a, a, a climber with me. I love having my Summit climber with me because. Man, you can kick back in that thing and never be uncomfortable for the entire day. They do, however, have some pretty big cons. The first is that they are very, very loud if you're not proficient with your equipment. You've got to get really good with using a climber, not to make clanging and banging noises. And actually, it really helps to go a step further and silence it as much as you can with some stealth strips or something else like that. There are lots of moving parts. There tends to be a good, a good bit of metal on metal. I don't know if you call that a good bit, but there tends to be a bit of metal on metal action going on. Uh, so yeah, they can be really, really loud. Second, they can be super heavy too. I think my summit was, gosh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 pounds, which doesn't sound like very much, but you go adding much more to that 23 pounds and all of a sudden you're feeling it on the way in. Uh, the next con, the third con, they, they need pretty straight trees. And they need to be pretty limbless. Now, yeah, they advertise you can go around limbs, but it's not easy. And they advertise, yeah, well, you can level the platform, but yeah, but again, it's it's not easy. And it's not necessarily the most comfortable to try to climb into a crooked tree. So you need a tree that's pretty much straight. You need a tree that's pretty much limbless. If I lived in pine country right now or timber country where we had a lot of tall, straight trees with not a bunch of limbs, I would certainly use a climber a lot more often than I currently do. Next, uh, if you're not careful with the way you pack it, these things can snag every single limb, branch, twig, piece of grass, barbed wire fence, gate, everything you can think of on the way in because they will typically have the uh, the either chains or the ropes or whatever the material is that wraps around the backside of the tree. Um, That's usually hanging down. And so that will hang up on pretty much anything that it has an opportunity to. So that can be pretty bad, causing you to make a lot of noise on your way into the woods. So now we make our way back around to the original question. What kind of stand is right for you? Well, at the end of the day, only you can make that call. Ladder stands are great if you have control over the land, uh, if no one else can come on the property and hunt in or on your stand or steal it or something like that. Uh, They're also great if you hunt and you... Don't have to walk in a mile or so to get to your stand. Like if you can drive a vehicle in and drop that thing off or drive a four wheeler in, drop that thing off, they can be fantastic. But if you've got to try to throw that thing over your shoulder and get it back in a mile and a half, these are no bueno. Also they're perfect for kids. uh, Especially if you get one with some kind of netting around it to hide your movement, they can be really, really good. Ladder stands can be a great choice uh, if the trees in your area uh, are uh, sturdy enough thick enough, tall enough to handle it. uh, And you've got the ability to get that where you need it to be without having to kill yourself as far as uh, the labor that goes into it. Climbers can be an awesome choice. If the trees in your area are predominantly straight and limbless, Uh, if you're not packing in four miles in the Appalachian mountains, walking up and down hills, because sometimes they can be a little heavy, hang ons probably give you the most versatility for getting in deep and picking the best out of a bunch of less than ideal trees. But again, It all comes back to your physical ability, your style of hunting, the property you hunt, and who hunts with you. So take all of those things into consideration and start doing your research. Find the stand that's right for you. I highly recommend if you've got the opportunity and you're thinking about a specific stand, go put your hands on one. Don't order it online. Go into a store. Go find a local sporting goods store. Find a buddy that's got something that you're interested in and try it out because there's nothing worse than making an investment And then looking back and realizing, ah, I bought the wrong one. Now I've got to go tell my wife that I need a new one. And that's just not a fun conversation. Now, I promised you earlier that I'd give you a couple of my favorites uh, here at the end. And uh, I kind of mentioned them throughout this episode, but I'm going to go ahead and mention them again, just maybe some brands for you to look into. And I want to be clear, none of these brands are partners of the show. None of these brands have given me a dime. None of these brands have given me a free Tree stand, none of these brands even know that Josh Raley exists. Uh, they probably don't even know that the How to Hunt Deer podcast exists. So, um, yeah, so this is totally, uh, totally unrelated. I have no affiliation with these companies. But like I said earlier, the Millennium tree stands, hands down, the most comfortable stands I've ever sat in. They are not cheap and they are not light by today's standards, but they will put you to sleep. They're absolutely amazing and comfortable. I've also used Summit Climbers for years. Again, they're not quiet. They're not necessarily light, but they will keep you comfortable and in the tree all day long. Also, Novix is making some of the most affordable, lightweight, and adjustable gear on the market right now. Uh, Give them a look. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, They're not necessarily the most comfortable thing in the world. And uh, again, you do have to have some kind of climbing system to get up there. But they make a great, high-quality product, and they're good people. Everyone that I've ever talked to has had a great experience working with them. So, uh, with all of that out of the way, there is one thing that I need to throw in here at the end. One tree stand, if uh, if you want to call it that, that in my opinion, rises above the rest for everyday hunting. And in fact, it made me sell almost all of my other tree stands that I own, and it's actually not a stand at all. It's a saddle. In a future episode, we're going to dive headlong into saddle hunting and let you know why you might want to consider adding a saddle to your arsenal. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our title sponsor, Tacticam for helping us keep the lights on here and keep the show going. Go show them your support. They got awesome products coming out very, very soon. Uh, Maybe it was yesterday by the time you're listening to this and If you're looking for more great outdoors-themed podcasts, be sure to check out the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network. If you haven't already, go check out my other podcast, The Wisconsin Sportsman, that you'll find on the Sportsman's Nation as well.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic.